Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. I'm Noops, and unfortunately not joining me today. He was out celebrating true love late last night. Spread Astaire won't be here today, but what do you think, Jorge? Is he uh, deep asleep, or is he still up carousing somewhere, you think? I don't know. It's a good question. Well, it's interesting. We'll have to uh, get, get him on the next podcast and see how the wedding was. How's everything up north today? I got to say, I do like that word. Uh, what was that one you used there? That's carousing? Carousing. carousing. Yeah, yes, so carousing. Uh, weather's great. Very humid the last few nights. I was playing bocce ball the other night at a neighbor's house, and uh, boy, we were sweating just playing bocce. It was brutal, but uh, it's not uh, it's not cold, so <laughs> we're happy. Well, that's good. I'm going to have to kick your ass in bocce ball at some point. But until then, let's dive back into the week that was in Cincinnati. We had a pretty fun tournament. I'm just flipping through the draw here. Out of the first quarter, Ashley Barty came out of the first quarter, lost a tough match to Svetlana Kuznetsova, who will be in the final today. Looking down at the third quarter, we have Madison Keys, who's in the final. She beat Sophia Kennan um, to get into the semifinals. Now, I know that um, we've got that match in a couple hours. What do you think? Who takes home the trophy, Keys or Kuznetsova? Uh, I, I have to say, I mean, the run she's on is incredible, but I have to say Keys. Um, it's one of those things. This is American tennis on the women's side. This is the epitome of it. They are all no-shows. We're talking about are they done, what's going on with them, and then boom, out of nowhere... Sloane Stevens wins the U.S. Open in 2017, you know, against Madison Keys. And now Madison Keys makes a run in Cincy. And, like, the American women just make the most random runs when they're so out of form at these big tournaments. It's incredible. It is pretty frustrating in general, but it's nice to see Keys finally put it all together and play some really nice tennis this week. Um, looking back at her path so far, you know, tough match, three sets with Muguruza. Muguruza takes the first set there. I actually got to watch some of that. Muguruza looked nice. Uh, it was good to see her kind of back in shape playing some good tennis. Keys beat up on Kasatkina, went three sets with Halep, um, two quick sets with Venus Williams, much to your delight, and then um, <laughs> took Kennan in two quick sets. Actually, I don't have the score in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that was just two sets. But we'll see how that goes. Um, really excited to see Keys, and hopefully maybe this will carry out some momentum over into the U.S. Open. Yeah. We know she likes the slams a little bit better. Will you be looking at her in about a week or so when we start looking at the U.S. Open? I, I have to. I mean, people like to talk about the U.S. Open courts being a bit slower. I've seen a few people say that now, which is almost completely ridiculous to me. Last year was the first year they were accused of trying to perhaps, uh, perhaps slow the courts a bit. Uh, and that was just, I think, Arthur Ashe. It's still, they're still quicker courts. The court pace index still has it as a pretty quick center court. Uh, I think Keys is, you know, she's had success there a couple years ago. Uh, I think you're going to see her make another uh, make another nice run and, and kind of take her she's got a week off in between this so she'll be in form there won't be fatigue concerns she'll have the crowd with her in just about every match she plays I think that uh, she's going to be one to watch uh, and we'll we'll get going on that next week of course with our big uh, our big US Open preview but I do want to mention you had the uh, you were talking about the paths to the final Svetlana someone posted Svetlana Kuznetsova on Twitter she had to go through Anastasia Sevastova in the first round which included two tie breaks. Then Diana Yastremska, I believe she had to save match points in that one. She one did. of the best youngsters on tour. Then Sloane Stevens, a former slam champion. Then Karolina Pliskova, who, you know, we all know what she's capable of on hard courts, especially quicker hard courts. And then Ashley Barty. She dispatched Ashley Barty. Um, 6-2, That is one hell of a run. Incredible stuff from the Russian. So what do you expect from her for the rest of the year? Where do you kind of place her in your head and kind of the, the women's power rankings? Is she a top 
10, 15 player, top 25, or you're going to be looking to bet her a lot the rest of the year, you think? Um, I would expect. I wouldn't get carried away with top 10 or 15 just yet. We all know what she's capable of. I've I've posted a few times that I think she has that very well-rounded game. She's not afraid to to hit, and she you know she's not afraid to play hitters either. Uh, I don't know how she'll fare perhaps on quicker hards and uh, on the Asian swing, but I mean if, if this week is any indicator, she'll be just fine. And I, you know it's all going to be price dependent. I mean if she's if she's going to be you know between a plus one twenty and plus two ninety three dog, you know in most of her matches like she was all week this week, then yeah, I'm sure I'll have a a few spots that I like her in. All right, any more thoughts here before we wrap up Cincinnati and head to the Bronx? Yes, Donna Vekic, I can't stand you. 66-1 to <laughs> one future. Kiki Burtons was taken out. She had the first set 6-2 against Venus. I was all ready to, to watch that, you know, ticket cruise into the quarterfinals at 66-1, to one, and you blew it. You blew it to, a, to someone who had to head back to the geriatric ward at the nursing home after the match. <laughs> Brutal. That's right, folks. If you ever want to get Jorge riled up, just mention Venus Williams or tell him how great she is or ask him how the last Venus Williams match went. It's, um, <laughs> it's definitely a sore point. Oh, my God. Well, let's jump into uh, Tennis's most recent attempt to sound really cool, the Bronx Open. Um, it is the first year we've ever had this. I was actually looking back. Do you remember what tournament this replaced? This was the Quebec City tournament, I believe? No. New Haven. New Haven. And then New Haven goes over to Zhengzhou after the U.S. Open. Yep. Uh, Quebec City's after the U.S. Open. But they are off the calendar, too. Everything around the U.S. Open the week before, the week after, is all messed up this year. Yeah, it is. I was actually looking back at the Connecticut uh, Open here. You know, and it is the week before the U.S. Open. Historically, there were some big names. Kvitova won it in 14 at 15. Sabalenka last year. Radwanska in 2016. Yeah. Well, Gavrilova somehow snuck through in 2017. Um, well, remember they they were they had a premier license, right? So they were they were a premier tournament the week before a slam, um, kind of like Eastbourne. Actually, the women do this a lot. They I believe the week before the Aussie they have a premier as well, or maybe not. But I know before the U.S. Open they had one. Eastbourne the week before Wimbledon is a premier event as well. Yep. So the WTA is not afraid to schedule uh, decent tournaments the the week before uh, Grand Slams. But this yeah, their license moved to Zhengzhou afterwards. But they. Oddly enough, New Haven will still host an event next week. It'll just be a challenger event, a 125K series. Hmm. Let's jump into the field. Um, we'll go top half, bottom half here since we've only got, uh, looks like, 32 spots. Uh, Wang Jiang, the number one seed with a bye here at the top of the first half. Our girl Yulia Putinseva will be annoying people in the bottom half. Um, looking down here in the middle, Cornet's in there. Gasparian, Georgie, um, Tom Ljanovic, Coco Vandeweghe playing tennis again. Um, I still see Booz Arnescu in the draw, but I know that I, she dropped out. Um, so taking a look at this top half, who do you think makes the finals out of this group, and do you see any value in the outright markets? I think Shua Zhang yeah, really intrigues me, just because her price is over 10 to 1. Um, and like outside of the Asian swing, we know that uh, Kyung Wong just isn't, isn't that potent of a player, that much of a threat. Uh, to win tournaments, so I'm not too concerned about her. I think I'm going to get a little bit of value in Shuai Zhang. Gasparian worries me a bit in the second round, but after that, it's Kozlova, Cornet, a qualifier lucky loser, or Putin Seva. Uh, so if she gets through Petkovic, which she should, and then beats Gasparian or Georgie, um, which again, she should, uh, I think that her quarterfinal match will probably be her easiest one of the three it, it, to me. And 
you know, furthermore, she's a, she'll be a favorite in her first three matches, uh, and she won't be a dog until the semis, and that's only if the top seed makes the semis. So I think, you know, not only is she a value number there, but you're certainly going to be hard-pressed to uh, kind of roll over money lines and surpass the number of uh, 12 to 1 that I'm seeing at Unibet. So I'm going to go ahead. It's actually 14 to 1 at Bet365. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and, and uh, put a half unit there on Shuai Zhang at 14 to 1 at Bet365. One that I'm not going to place, but if you want to oppose um, Kyungwon right in her quarter and think she's just going to check out right away and go to the U.S. Open, maybe collect that appearance fee she might be uh, receiving, then I'd look at Tomjanovic. Um, uh, she's 20 to 1 over at Unibet, 16 to 1 about 365. I'd, I'd, I'd look at her, but I think my favorite in the top half is Shuai Zhang at 14 to 1. Like Zhang, I actually see 14 to 1 at Bookmaker for anybody who has that. Um, I guess my only concern there is that second match. If Gasparian's healthy right. and, and playing well, that's going to be really tough. If Georgie's focused, that's going to be tough, but I think you're right. That's a really nice section of the tournament. You, it's really hard to trust Georgie or Gasparian, you know, given Camilla Georgie is herself and Marie, Margarita Gasparian seems to always be injured. Um, but that's going to be a really nice spot. And you did hit one of the names that I liked in the top. I think Tom Lianovich, I'm seeing 16 to 1. I would love that 20 to 1 if I had a chance to get that. But someday the United States will grow up and become a real country. Um, Tom Lianovich, 16 to 1. Again, I like her to beat Vandaway here. Then she plays the winner of Buzarnescu or Qualifier, I think. Um, not really worried about that. Like you said, uh, Wang Jiang might just be here for an appearance fee, maybe a couple quick points. I imagine she'll probably try to beat whatever qualifier she faces in the second yeah. round. But you know, even if she is motivated, I think Tom Lianovich has the game and, and the power to sort of get by her. Um, so I'm going to grab a little bit of that. I like Tom Lianovich for half a unit. I think it's 16-1. to 1. The reason why I didn't pounce on it is just because it looks like Coco Vandaway is the rare player that actually took the time needed to heal fully before returning because it doesn't look like she's had those growing pains upon her return. Um, she's had, like, I know she hasn't, the record isn't, you know, she hasn't made a deep run at a tournament, but, you know, the Yaf and Wong loss was, sure, was concerning, but, you know, she handled Buskova and then wasn't really close against Sabalenka, but I, I wouldn't put it past her to, to push Tomjanovic. That's why I stayed off there. Um, but it is the only player in that top quarter that you can look at to oppose Kyung Wong with just because Coco, you're not going to place an outright on someone still relatively new. She might win a match, but not three or four, uh, which you need to, to get any kind of value out of the, the ticket. And then it, that section is also loaded with qualifiers, lucky losers. Um, that quarter has three of them. So that's another reason why I think you can try and look uh, in that quarter to oppose uh, Kyung Wong. Yep. Always love betting women who have a tough first round match for some reason, but if Tomjanovic can get past Coco, I think it's smooth sailing the rest of the way. I think it's because of the the price. If you have a tough first round match, your price is always going to be more inflated, right? It's got to it's got to make some sense relative to their money line in the first round. And I'll get to uh, the player I like in the bottom half has one of those situations as well. <laughs> so let's jump into the bottom half, Caroline Carolina Muchova there in the top. I'm looking at the bottom. We've got uh, Barbara Stritzova. I believe she's still in the tournament. I don't know if she's backed out yet or not, but the draw's got her in there. Kuda Matova in the middle. Van Utvank, Yafan Wang, Katarina Siniakova, Sasnovich, Herzog, um, and then Victoria Kuzmova kind of fill out the rest of the group there. So I'll let you start again. Who do you like in the bottom half? Sounds like you have a name queued up. 
Yes, Alexandra Sastovich is someone I think that, you know, she's pretty good on hard courts. She may not be having the greatest year, but I think this is a perfect spot for someone like her who's got a solid game, uh, fairly well-rounded. She's got a history of beating big-name players on hard courts, so she's got the game uh, to win matches. We, we've seen it before time and again. Um, I think that a tournament like this heading into the U.S. Open is the perfect spot for someone like her to, to take down 280 points uh, and get some form heading into the year's final slam. Her number at 25 to 1 absolutely astounds me, both at Unibet and Bet365. This is not a number that's only available at one book. It seems like this is the, the, the market standard, and I yep. just don't know how, you know, she's 25 to 1, and then you've got Alize Cornet, 16 to 1, Sinyakova, who struggles to win more than one match in a row. 12 to 1. I mean, some of these prices with in relation to her are ridiculous. And it's all because her and Polona Herzog are essentially a pick'em in the first round. But then you've got a qualifier, a lucky loser, and then potentially Carolina Muchova, who I think she should be favored against. I like Muchova's game. We've talked about her on the pod as probably one of the, the players in their early 20s that's talked about the least that should be talked about more. But even still, I think on hard court, Sasnovich, you know, probably has the edge there. And then that fourth quarter is to me, devoid of any threats. Like Wong and Sinyakova are two of the most three talented players there. Um, and they take, take each other out in the first round. Van Vank is not great on outdoor hard courts. Qualifier, lucky loser. Bernarda Pera probably loses first round to Kudermatova. And if not, Kudermatova's out to Pera. So all the good players in that fourth quarter that she could meet in the semis, um, I think, you know, half of them take each other out guaranteed in the first round. And then another one of the uh, two that gets through has to take on Strichkova. I, I really like Sasnovich's price here. I'm actually kind of in love with the, the 25 to 1 on her um, at this rate. Of course, she'll probably lose first round, but I think, you know, we, you can't be results oriented in this business. You have to look at the value and the numbers that are presented to you on each individual match, on each individual outright market. And I think Sasnovich is, is one that's certainly worth taking a shot at. We'll break down that match, the Herzog-Sasnovich match, a little more in a few minutes. Um, I, I am just absolutely miffed by what that line is, but I, I love that. I had her queued up as well, 25-1. to 1. You know, like you've, you mentioned, I, I think she, I was, again, surprised by that line. I think she beats Herzog in the first round, takes care of whatever qualifier. And then Muchova, you know, if she does beat Kuzmova in the first round, which I expect her to do, um, very talented player. But uh, like you said, I would be leaning to bet, look at a bet Sasnovich there, especially if I could get her as a dog. Um and then, you know, the fourth quarter, it is, there are some talented names here, but hard to see anyone that you can really trust. Um, Siniakova could beat Wong in the first round, but she's a favorite and loves to lose as a favorite. Um, Van Utvank seems to be able to turn that serve on and off kind of whenever she can. Um, Kudermatova, we love to bet on her, but Para is no slouch there in the first right. round. And like you said, you got Stritzov in the next round. So let the fourth quarter beat up on, on themselves. Sastovich has two pretty solid matches. You know, maybe gets a little fatigued playing Muchova, but you're in great shape at 25-1. to 1. I had that on my list as well. I, I think, too, the other name, if there's one name that stands out in the fourth quarter, as much as I, I don't even know if she wins her first match, and this is kind of the irony, and it's almost like poker, right, where you're, you know you're behind in a hand, but the odds dictate you play the hand anyway. You put more money into the pot anyway. Uh, Para is kind of that situation here for me. I, I think at 50 to 1, that is a huge number to win five matches with her talent, her ability to hit. Um, I, I, I watched uh, it, her and Cincy a bit, and 
I, I was actually fairly impressed with how she played. I wasn't, you know, I don't think she, she played terribly at all. And, you know, I think uh, against Kudermatova, despite the 6-2, 6-3 scoreline, I definitely think that uh, she has a shot against Kudermatova this time. We see it all the time in these rematches that are played within three or four weeks. Uh, the adjustments are made and it's not nearly as easy. Um, so I don't, I don't think she wins the match against Kudermatova, but I do think that, you know, she's got a better shot than the odds imply. And then, you know, Strichkova did nothing last week. Uh, absolutely nothing. I think she was railroaded in qualies. And, you know, another player who's probably looking forward to the U.S. Open. This is a big motivation week for handicapping. Um, so I think if Para can win that match, she could make a little run, and she's got the game uh, to do it. So that 50-1 to 1 number is intriguing. I'm not going to play it. Um, but it certainly looks like there's uh, you can justify a bet on it. Um, I just it, It's hard to, to see her winning three or four matches. Uh, but I do think that, you know, sometimes they get a little carried away with those big numbers because especially on this tour, as you well know, anything can happen. All right, so before we wrap up the outrights here, we know this one's going to be out just a little bit late. Our apologies. I think you'll probably be listening to this just after the tournament starts. Um, but let's try to look at our outrights and see, you know, after that first round match, what kind of price would you be hoping to get once they reopen the outrights? You know, looking at Tom Lujanovic, again, I've got her at 16-1. to 1 right now i think if she gets to that match with coco vandaway i'd be happy to take her as low as probably 10 to 1 um you know try to stay in double digits there but you know like you mentioned that's probably her toughest match really until she gets to wong so if she makes it through there and you can still get 10 to 1 um i'd still be thinking about tom lianovich um now how about you and your pick of um shui zhang you know if she makes it past pekovich there in the first round what number would you be hoping to get get I'd be looking to be very, very close to that 14 to one still because she should. She's a big favorite. This isn't the match that is the the kind of stumbling block that is keeping her price inflated at 14 to one, right? It's the second match that has the 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 market saying, okay, maybe this is why she's priced a little higher um, or she's a little cheaper um, in terms of the cost. So I would I would still be looking at at, at least 12 to one, um, 11 to one, 12 to one heading into that second match because it's the it's the Gasparian Georgie match that is supposed to be the one that, that could potentially trip her up. And then the other stumbling block would be the semis that they anticipate against Wong. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be willing to budge too much on that price at all. Okay. And then Sastovich, we've go, both got hurt twenty five to one. My guess is that number probably drops yep. fairly large when she gets past Herzog. Um, you know, again got the qualifiers and then probably Machova there. So you know, I would hope for something close to twenty to one. I think my guess is it'll probably be closer to like sixteen to eighteen. I think I would, eighteen, yeah. it might take sixteen. Maybe I'd stay away. What do you think? I I was gonna say if she wins this match and she's guaranteed a qualifier, lucky loser. Again, depending on that qualifier, lucky loser, uh, who gets placed there, that's also gonna play a factor. And who wins the match, of course, obviously is gonna play a factor. Uh, but I would think closer to fifteen to one is where she'll end up. And I think I'd. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like eighteen to one to be able to keep playing on that. It's just a timing thing with this tournament starting on Sunday this week, so we're gonna try and get this out as quick as possible. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd want eighteen to one there. I, I'm expecting like a fourteen or fifteen though. All right. Anything else from an outright perspective? Nope. 
All right, let's jump into some matches. The first one, and I'm glad this is the first one because you were just talking about Parrot, 15, 50 to 1. She's plus 150 against Kudermatova, minus 200. This line, you know, to me looks mostly about right. Um, and unless you feel differently, I maybe have a different question for you. If you were going to bet Parrot, would you take her at plus 150 here or just grab the 50 to 1 outright and, and you know, enjoy the sweat? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm seeing plus... 182 at pinnacle um and like one x bet has plus 203 but i've recently left one x bet so uh, plus 182 intrigues me um Hmm. i hate betting against kudermatova and i'd probably just grab the outright because i do think strichkova is looking ahead i i I do think i'm i'd like to fade her in the second round Uh, although maybe because she was so bad in cincy she is going to be looking for form here there's the flip side of that coin too, but I'd probably grab the fifty to one because I think if you can get her through Kudermatova and Strichkova, um, you know her chances of, of winning the whole thing go up incredibly. Uh, and I think I'm less scared of Van Utvank or Yafin Wong than I am of Kudermatova or Strichkova. Yeah, I think this is one of those rare times we're taking the outrights better than trying to do the rolling money lines. Um, because if she does get through Kudermatova, maybe Stritzova drops out. Um, you know, there's word that she's not feeling well, and, and that, that line's pretty depressed. And then if she gets through Stritzova, I mean, she's probably a favorite over over Wong, possibly a favorite over Van Utvank. Um, and you're in pretty great shape there. So I think that is the move. If, if you're looking at Para, um, unless you can get that magical plus 200 number, I, God, I, I'm going to have to check all my books. If plus 200's anywhere, I'll take Para for a little bit there, but... Um, you know, at the plus 180 to even plus 150, I'm seeing. I like that 50 to 1 better. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, yeah. Kozlova, plus 160 against Cornet, minus 220, I'm seeing. Again, bet 365, so my guess is there's a better price just about anywhere else on planet Earth. But I um, was thinking about Kozlova here maybe as a, a dog. I think that line has actually moved a little bit um, towards her as well. So anybody who I think bet her at the opener has got a little bit of closing line value, but... What do you think? Any value in the dog here against what I tend to think of as a clay quarter? No, because I think Kozlov is a clay quarter too. Um, I, I almost played Alize Cornet on the spread. I think that I think that there was a little bit of value in that number until I turned around and saw the fact that her her form is just not great, and when she's out of form. Uh, her attitude on court affects her game, so I think you're you might be on the right track here in terms of dog or pass kind of play. Um, so I'm going to pass because my initial read was Cornet, but then I, I you know I started looking into it, started handicapping a little more on the match, and I, I just I, you can't justify a bet on her side. So um, that little bit of doubt almost implies that plus 162 is, is would be would be value on Katarina Kozlova. Yes, when I break down this match, it, it I would line this, you know, probably Cornet maybe like minus one fifty, Kozlova oh, wow. plus one twenty five kind of thing. If um, you give me minus one fifty, I'd probably pay Cornet that that number on yeah. hard court for sure. Okay, but she's not there yet. She's still closer to minus two hundred than minus one fifty, I think. Yeah. Next up, we've got Sastovich and Herzog, and this line makes no sense to me None. at all. None. Um, Bet365 has got Herzog minus 125, Sasnovich minus 110. I've already bet Sasnovich minus 110. I might actually bet it for some more. Um, what does this line make? Uh, I, can't, I can't wrap my head around this. Did, 
to bet three sixty five. Think this is playing on clay? I don't understand. Uh, I have, uh, yeah, I have no idea. Let's go through, and this is some one of my initial handicaps here uh, on this match. First of all, just understanding the two players, their strengths, weaknesses, and surface preferences. I already put money on on Sasnovich. Let's look into the seven wins that Polona Herzog has on hard courts this year. She has beaten Sabina Sharapova, not Maria, Sabina. She has beaten Julia Elbaba, and then her next win, Julia Elbaba, Fanny Stolar, Misaki Doi. And then she beat Ali Kick and Andrea Petkovic. There is one WTA-level player in there I on think hard you made course. three of those up. Right, and that's that's Andrea Petkovic. Kick kick is half decent. She can she can win as a dog, but she does it on clay more than she does on hard courts. Polona Herzog has not beaten a WTA player better than Petkovic on a hard court this season. I don't understand this at all. Um, it, it's it's a horrible line. I bet it at like minus one. I think it was minus one twelve, ish. Or minus 111, one of those conversions. Yeah. And I thought I was getting huge value and laughing to the bank. My newest book, Bet Hard, saw her get up to plus 105. It's back down to even money. And they're paying out, by the way, their payout percentage on this match, 98.7%. Listen to this margin, noops. Minus 105 Herzog, even money, Sasnovich. How? How do they make money on that? I love it. It's my new, it's my new book. They let me do direct deposit for my bank account. I'm not, affili- I'm, they're not, I'm not an affiliate of theirs. I'm just raving. They beat Pinnacle like 20%, 25% of the time. And that's unheard of in this industry. For odd, like Their odds are crazy good. Um, so if you're in Canada, I highly recommend getting with them. They are a match bookie, though. You have to have the whole match finish to pay out on money lines. Um, Pinnacle has it minus 102. And I think I'm going to go back in and take more Sasnovich. Um, I was fairly conservative with my staking, but I look at I look at the hardcore results. I look at like you know my intuition, my knowledge base, my matchup analysis, uh, surface preferences to, to everything here points to Sasnovich. Um, I've got the outright honor, so that's why I try not to to go too hard on the individual matches. But I don't know how you can't punish the books here. This is one of those times if you're a flat better, I highly encourage you to get out of your comfort zone and, and up the ante because. This is just this line does not make any sense. She may lose, whatever it happens, right? We lose big bets, we lose lines that you know you make a good bet, it'll lose sometimes. But this is when you have to play. Absolutely, and I'm sitting here staring, trying to figure out whether I'm going to add another unit or even more than that. Right. Um, I just yeah, hit the outright, you. but um, I'm definitely going to price hunt around that. I've seen minus ten most places that I have it, but I mean plus one hundred five. Good lord, I'd be jumping up and down if I could find that number. Well, it's um, it's even money now. That that was only until about eleven oh two. So about half an hour ago, it dropped five cents. Still even money. Yeah, even money's still great. Minus so my the books I use uh, now have, of course, three six five has the minus one ten. Um, but bet hard, even money, pinnacle, minus 102, unibet, minus 105. I mean, for anyone in Canada or, or Europe or Britain, a good price is available. Um, because if you're in Britain, you can get unibet. If you're in Canada, you can get pinnacle. There's a lot of European countries, pinnacle, bet hard for the UK as well. I mean, anyone outside of America listening to this podcast should be able to get a price between minus 105 and even money. And that is a steal. Absolutely. I'm seeing minus 110. I've got Bookmaker open, and I'm pulling up Bovada right now to see if um, what they've got. Usually they're pretty close to Bookmaker, if not a little bit worse. Um, so, yeah, I'm seeing yeah, minus 110 there as well, but I'll think about maybe a little bit more on that. So, Sastovich, we love it. 
you almost wonder if uh, if the bookmakers kind of rushed this lineup because she was supposed to play Buzarnescu at first before the the whole thing got jumbled around. <laughs> so I, it's almost like they got a new match and they just rushed to line it. But I mean, even the market has gotten this wrong because the line's been out there for ages. It's moved a bunch. Like the tennis betting market's gotten it wrong. I, I don't understand. I, she's not hurt. You know, she's she's she hasn't had a great run. But you look at the fact that the in Toronto she lost to Merton. She took the first set from her. In Cincy, who did she lose to? Osaka, who she took a set off of. I mean, I don't understand. She's taking on players like elite level players, taking sets off them and losing in three. And she's a dog against a clay quarter who has needed, you know, ITF players like Julia Elbaba and Sabina Sharapova to account for half of her hardcore wins in 2019. It doesn't make any sense to me. Nope. Camilla Georgie minus 175 nope. <laughs> against Margarita Gasparian. Gasparian plus 125. I would love to bet Gasparian here. Um, but this is just, this is one of those matches. It's hard to really trust either player. I don't know if you've made a wager yet. What do you think? Uh, I'm on Gaspar- Gasparian. I had I had to be. I got her at plus 138 right now. I'm seeing again plus 135 at Bet Hard. Again, paying out 98.3% of the money, just insanely low margins. Um, Pinnacle at 97.3%. They're also paying out well at uh, plus 133. Uh, Unibet plus 125. Not quite as much value. I still see money at plus one th- uh, value at plus 130, just because uh, Margarita Gasparian has played players infinitely better and more consistent than Georgie so tough this year um, she retired in uh, at the Baltic Open I think that was Jermala mm-hmm. uh, came back last week and she lost in qualities but it was to Rebecca Pedersen who I mean if you watched Rebecca Pedersen she's been playing really well lately like on, talk about an under the radar player I think next week when we do our mega US Open I'm going to be looking into the the prices on her for you know to win quarter or to do certain things because in Canada um, she lost to you know a young Chinese woman in the in qualifiers but you know she beat Sloan in Washington and then this week she made the round of 16 as a qualifier beating you know Gasparian, Strichkova, Kanta and Kudermatova right like she she's got an interesting game she plays side to side well she uses her serve effectively um so, uh, yeah, I think that that loss from Gasparian last week doesn't trouble me as much. And I think that with Georgie being so erratic and Gasparian being a little more consistent and loving to use angles, um, especially with her one-handed backhand, if she can move Georgie around with, with very solid angles, uh, I think she's got a great chance to take a lot of that power away. Or if Georgie doesn't reduce her power while she's hitting shots on the run, she's going to hit a ton of errors. I think this matchup could be really, really... Uh, intriguing for Gasparian. Yeah, I just found a 135. I think I'm going to hit that. I was looking at plus 125, and it looked like a little bit of value, but at 135, I like Gasparian. I mean, worst case, she retires, to be perfectly honest. So if you are betting this and you are betting Gasparian, make sure you find a book where they ask that you complete the match. Um, That's true, too. She's liable to get hurt and quit at a moment's notice. So um, like that angle. And you know what? The 135 at Bet Hard, that is a book uh, for those in Britain and Canada. Um that is a book that is, you know, you've got to complete the match to uh, to have it pay. So there you go. you got the best price available to you, and you've got that kind of uh, retirement insurance. Coco Vandeweghe plus 100 against Tom Ljanovic, minus 135. That looks just about right to me. Maybe a little value in Coco, but 
you know, still having her come back. So uh, for me, this is a stay away. What do you think? Yeah, it's a stay away. I think if you had, I think the, the value in Tomjanovic with this match lies in the outright market more than in this ma individual match market. Yep. We've got some Ova versus Ova action. Karolina Muchova against Victoria Kuzmova. Muchova minus 160. Kuzmova plus 120. That, that looks maybe about right to me. Even a little value in Muchova. Um, she feels like the player that gives Kuzmova trouble. She's going to be smart and make Kuzmova really work through points mm -hmm. instead of just letting her bash the ball. Um, anything for you on Muchova here? Yeah, we've talked in, uh, in DMs leading in. Uh, Vicky has not looked good at all really of late which is unfortunate she's you know one of our our favorite guests john joe's uh, favorite players she's one of my favorite players to bet on a lot um she her form isn't there uh, i'm not sold on her hard court game just yet machova's got the ability not only to hit with her but she's a lot better at angling and slicing than kuzmova is which means you know she's going to take advantage of that not not so great movement uh Gosh, I think the market's kind of corrected course on its own here, so I'm not going to play anything on a side. I think the over might be intriguing. I don't think I think Machova wins, but I don't think she rolls through. If I thought she rolled through her, then you would find you would definitely find value even at 1.65. You would find value in the spread, um, but because I think that that line is somewhat correct, I think this goes over the number at 20 and a half. Um, with these two, these two's ability to hit. And serve. I would not be surprised to see a seven-five set in there. Um, you know, seven-five, six-three gets the job done. Any three-setter gets the job done, um, other than you know three carb sets. Uh, I, I think that I like the over here, and I don't play many overs or unders, uh, as you well know, as any of my you know listeners, followers, subscribers, they all know. I do not play many over/unders. I prefer sides uh, and spreads. But um, yeah, I think that uh, the over here is the play. Yep, I, I love that over. We were talking about that this morning. Um, that was a really good pickup by you. I, I was excited to see um, when I woke up this morning, they had switched around the draw that these two were put together and they'd give us an opportunity to swing at 20 and a half. Um, got minus 110 this morning. I'm starting to see minus 120 and 125s on that number. That should be 21 and a half. Um, I yeah, don't understand. At least. That's, a, that's a full game too low. So that was a great pickup by you and I was more than happy to pounce. Katarina yeah. Siniakova, minus 150 against uh, Wang Yifan. Um, my general rule of thumb, if Siniakova's favored, stay as far away as possible. Um, and I think that's what I'll be doing here. Um, Wang's a pr pretty s steady player. I was looking maybe to bet her, but at you know, plus 110, maybe you have a better number than me. What do you think? Um, I'm not huge on betting this match. Uh, you know me and my aversion to betting Siniakova matches in general. And, uh, gosh, have you, have you seen this number now? It's plus 140 at Pinnacle. Wow. She started the favorite at minus 115. Wong opened the favorite? At minus, at Pinnacle, 1027 last night. She opened at 1.88, which is minus 114, minus 115. Um, she jumped 32 cents instantly within one minute. Someone on Pinnacle hammered her to plus 120. And then it got to plus 128. It came down a bit back to, you know, back and forth. And then this morning at about 5.30 Eastern, it jumped to plus 234. And then one minute after that, someone else hammered Sinyakova. It's plus 140. So there is no value left on Sinyakova. She opened at even money. There might have been there. Uh, Bet Hard has her at plus 145. Another low margin, 98.6% payout. This is incredible. I've 
I mean, I can't believe that I didn't get started here earlier. I'm really pissed off myself. Um, this margin is so low. They've got easy deposit methods, but um, yeah, plus, I think plus, wow. I hadn't seen this line this morning since I woke up. Uh, when I went to bed last night, it was about plus 128 or so. And I, I kind of agreed with that. I was like, okay, I can go with that. Um, not a lot of value, but you give me 12 more cents on Yaf and Wong. I don't know how I can't bet that. It's it's an astounding number if it really does get to plus 140 for me anywhere. I'm going to I'm gonna bet that. Um, you know, I'm seeing again plus one. Um, what did I say? Plus 110 here at bet 365, but I've got plus 125 at bookmaker. You know, again, not quite there, but if plus 140 pops for me at any point, I think you have to take the more steady player in Wong. I mean, Siniakova has proven time and time again that she's incredibly talented, but we have no idea when and how that talent is going to show itself. So if I ever get a chance to grab plus 140, I would hit that. Yeah. Last up, we've got Shuai Zhang, uh, minus 200 against Pekovic, plus 150. Um, you know, you've already taken your out right there on Zhang. Right. Did you double up here at all, grab a spread maybe? No, it's. Uh, I think uh, for me to double up, I really have to have a strong, strong leaner handicap here. She opened, what's 166? That's like, what, minus 150? Uh, yes. Yeah. She opened minus 150. I mean, that number wasn't bad. She's now minus, what, 165? I don't know what 1.60 is. Um, after after minus 150, I lose the calculations because the <laughs> they, they get, they like, every two or three cents becomes more extreme on the American odds. Yeah, 1.6, so I, I think, gets you in, like, the minus 170s, almost to minus 180 at that point. Uh, I don't think there's any value in that. Um, Petkovic plus 145 seems about right. Uh, I don't give her much, too much of a chance to win it. Um, you know, about 40%, 40 to 40-something percent is about right on the implied probabilities there. Um, I actually, yeah, I think Zhang wins this match. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Pekovic won a set, though. Like, she's that type of player who can redline and win a set, too. So I don't think the spread sees value. She's not someone I, I trust enough to double down on. I've already got the outright. There's several factors here. Uh, on top of the price that just pushed me away from from placing an individual bet here. Yep, I like that. So that wraps up everything we've got for round one matchups. Any other thoughts before we wrap it up? No, we'll get this out as quickly as possible. We've uh, we've tweeted out all the outrights from the Networth podcast account so people can get on those now and they can listen to this afterwards in order to um, you know hear the reasoning behind it. I was a bit perturbed that we're starting on Sunday, but such is life. Such is life indeed. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate all your support. Make sure you follow the podcast at NetworthPod on Twitter. We'd love a rating, a review on whatever um, program or app you're using to listen. We always appreciate your feedback. And make sure that you reach out to Spread at Spread Astaire to, to let him know that you really miss his uh, sultry tones and his uh, <laughs> easygoing, mellow California attitude. And um, have a great week, everybody. Good luck in all your wagers.